Welcome to the Fun Astrology and Merriman Market Analyst Weekly Financial Podcast. I'm Thomas Miller. It's going to be a little different of an episode today because A, I'm on the road. You might hear some background noise. And B, well, let's get into it and I'll tell you why. Ray says it's going to be a short column this week because I'm sick. It's going to also be a column that's not so much about financial markets this week because I'm sick. Now you're probably wondering, why am I sick? Or maybe you're not wondering, but I'm going to answer as if you were right here asking that question. But you probably wouldn't be right here asking that question because I'm sick. But let's imagine you are here and asking the question. Well, let me imagine that you're here asking the question because after all, I have Neptune rising in my chart. For Ray, by the way, born December 25th, Neptune is rising in the sky on the horizon in his from his first house. And that can be very imaginative and intuitive. Now, I've written about my intuition, being that I'm about as psychic as a potato. Potatoes make me sick, unless they are chips, or gnocchi served in a fine dining restaurant. But as I am in Germany, a land where everything is made with potatoes, you may use your own intuition and ability to connect the dots. You might begin to see why I'm sick. However, that's not why I'm sick. I didn't eat any potatoes here. Er, wait a minute. I did take a helping of Naki the night before I got sick. Maybe the dots are beginning to connect. Because life, like markets, is all about puzzle solving. But it doesn't matter. This week's column is not about my awesome Neptunian intuition. It's about my more-than-awesome Neptunian rising in Libra imagination, and maybe puzzle-solving talents, too, when it comes to markets. So here I am in Europe, as I am every summer, and if you've stayed with this blog so far, you're probably wondering, why is he sick? How does somebody like Ray Merriman get sick when he's such a health food nut and has been for the past five lifetimes? For the answer to this mystery, let's delve into the highly esoteric, unconventional, and controversial subjects of cycle studies and astrology, which is probably why you listen to this column in the first place. Unless you're a creative writer with an active Neptune rising, which every so often just has to express its imaginative side. It's okay. It makes you somewhat human to get out of your left deadhead and into the right side of your brain. Lord knows I spend way too much time on the left side of my brain, the analytical side, which is possibly one of the reasons why I'm sick this week. But it has served me well, except this week. So here I am in the land of the dreaded potato worshippers, and the left side of my brain looks at my chart a few days ago and says to my awesome wife, Antonia, Aha! Transiting Mars in my twelfth house is going to square my natal ruling planet, Mercury in Sagittarius. I'd better watch my health. Ray is a Virgo rising. Now, you're probably thinking, wow, that's psychic. No, that was analytics, left brain magic applied to cycles, cosmic cycles in this case. Then, just before we were to travel to the middle of Germany for my wife's family reunion, she says, oh no, my sister is sick. She caught COVID and can't come. So now I am concerned. The sister, who I adore because I have Neptune rising in Libra and love everything and everyone who is beautiful, has COVID. But she decides not to come, so that's good. Well, it's not good, but it's wise, and in most cases, it is better to be wise than good. So I should be safe if I'm careful. 
Well, with three planets in Capricorn, including rays, sun, and moon, I am probably too careful too much of the time, but that has served me well, too. Did I say I liked being served well? I have very late Virgo rising, the sign of serving and enjoying being served. I like being served almost anything, except boiled potatoes and disrespectful critics. But hang on, the story's not over yet. How can it be? I haven't answered the question yet. Yeah, I know, it's typical Neptune with prolific Mercury and Sagittarius in the third house. Start a story and then forget where you are before you end it. Now, where was I? That's a typical Neptune quote, along with, where am I? I know where I'm going, but I don't know where I've been. On the middle of this trip to the middle of Germany, Antonia's daughter called to say she has arrived, but she is sick. And Mars is about to kick into the square to my natal Mercury, my ruling planet, which my awesome psychoanalytic talents had already determined could be my death trap. Why not? I have a strong natal Pluto and two planets in Scorpio. Death fascinates me. So does rebirth. And what really is a sickness to someone with Neptune rising? So now I realize I have to be extra cautious. The pieces of the puzzle are all coming together. And fortunately, I am of the belief that one can control these quote-unquote signs by using free will and knowledge to make wise choices. <laughs> Such faith. So in another typical Neptune behavior, I avoid everyone. I wall myself up in the Airbnb and see no one except to visit the family for dinner and then I avoid closeness with my lovely sister-in-law. I don't go out of the house. I work all day on my left brain tasks. I am going to avoid this illness by being smart. And I did all the right things. But in the end, I still got COVID. No one else present had COVID. Not even the daughter-in-law. She had a cold. The sister with COVID did not attend. There is a lesson in here somewhere. Or maybe the lesson is out there. You can run, but you can't hide. It will find you, even if, in your arrogant smartness and faith, you think you have control. Now, you probably think the story is over, or maybe you wish it was over, but it's not. There's a cyclical matter here, too. The last time I got really sick in Europe was August 2015. I got pneumonia then, the sickest I've ever been in this lifetime. That was eight years ago. You know what happened eight years ago in August of 2015? Yep, that was the last time Venus went retrograde in Leo. It happens every eight years. So, in eight years, I will not be spending the summer in Europe as I always do. I'll probably spend it in Phoenix, taking my chances. And at least I won't have to eat potatoes. Now, on the markets, I'm not going to analyze the markets this week because it takes energy. And I need to conserve my energy for the weekly reports tomorrow and the monthly reports Monday and Tuesday. Besides, Venus is in retrograde and the markets are complicated. It will take a lot of energy to explain them. But I do have some general thoughts to share. I talked about puzzles earlier in this week's column. Markets are often like jigsaw puzzles. Some are more complicated than others. You look at the pattern, consider the cycles and geocosmics on the horizon, and try to ascertain which direction this pattern will take next. Will it break the pattern, the trend, that has been established? With an abundance of Uranus aspects involved, and Mercury about to turn retrograde August 23rd, 
on top of Venus already retrograde, the challenge is, well, very challenging. Each of these can be pattern breakers for at least some weeks. The issues with Uranus and Mercury are that support and resistance zones can be broken, when normally they would hold and the market would reverse. With Mercury, it's even more complicated because breakouts may be fakeouts. I know that no one who is not a market analyst or a market timer understands or even wants to hear this. What you want are the puzzle solvers to solve the puzzle. But in many cases, we can't until we see how and where the next piece fits. It does help, though, to have a picture in your mind as to how the puzzle might look when it's completed. So we will keep our focus on the bigger picture as described in our monthly and yearly reports, which are for investors. It's the shorter-term outlook for traders that gets complicated, like in the month of August when Uranus is overly active and Mercury goes retrograde on the 23rd. So I'm going to sit out the usual analysis for this week's column, and I hope that at least I entertained you or made you smile with my sickness saga. We need some lightness now, don't we? It's been a challenging week for many people, suffering from natural calamities like wildfires in Hawaii, and my heart and prayers for safety go out to all of our friends and others who are caught in that and other natural disasters. And this, too, is part of the cycle of life. So let me close with a Neptune blessing. May you be safe and healthy. May you be happy and find inner peace. May you experience the outpouring of tears of joy and love that come from the overflowing of compassion towards all living beings, especially those who suffer. This is the ultimate wish of Neptune rising, or prominently placed in any chart. I'll return next week with my left brain firmly back in charge. And also as one with a strong Neptune sitting right on top of his son, I'll say, Ray, we wish you the best. Get well soon, our friend. We miss you. And for Fun Astrology listeners, we'll see you on Level Up Sunday night, back on Monday with our regular routine for next week. Ray, you get well, and thanks MMA for the partnership. Have a great week and stay safe.